You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good afternoon, Joe Clark. Lovely to be chatting with you again. How are you doing? <laughs> and you, brother, I am I'm really well, actually. It's a beautiful sunny day. Yeah. We've just done deep dive, which we're going to talk about later. So, yeah, great day. Fantastic. Now, what's been going on in your world? <laughs> uh, well, uh, lots of people know me as someone who loves indoor plants, and um, I've just had a death in the plant, the plant, my plants. Oh, really? Um, but it's also a big moment for me, so I just thought I'd share it. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I deeply, deeply love maidenhair ferns. Mm-hmm. I, I think your wife has got one. I can't remember. She, she does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I have no doubt it's glorious because if anyone knows has been to Jen to see Jen's plants, they are in immaculate condition. They are very well cared for. Well, the um, maiden hair, I could tell you stories, but if this yeah. is your moment. Tell me this about is my yours. Well, there are stories. Everyone has a story about maiden hairs. Some people inexplicably grow them like they, they're going out of fashion and they're just so easy to grow. But um, I had a death. This was the maiden hair. But the thing was, it was maiden hair number five that I'd killed. <laughs> really? Five? So, yeah, I bought one. It died. I bought another one. It died. I was given one. It died. I bought another one. It died. And then I was given another one. <laughs> someone heard how much I loved maiden hairs. And this one stayed alive probably the longest, like a year mm. and a half, mm. maybe even two years. Um, but it finally, it had been looking really bad for a very long time. And yeah. then I finally just let it go. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to share this because I really <laughs> feel disappointed because I think God's creation of the maiden hair is a true and wonderful gift to the world mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can't appreciate the gift in my own home anyway I've reached my limit and I've, I've I'm retiring from owning maiden hair ferns really yeah that's it it's the, your journey with maiden hair ferns ferns is over yeah in fact if someone was to give it to me I don't even know what I would do I would be so <laughs> unsure because I'm like welcome to my house Come to die. <laughs> yeah, that's you're the the grim reaper of maiden hairs. <laughs> anyway, there we are. That's uh, this is the yeah. reflection on how much I don't have going on in my life. That this is a big point of news, but it is a big point of news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, what do you feel? Uh, guilt or shame or just mm. grief or more? Just like huh, that would have been really beautiful. I could see a lovely future. Yeah, maiden hair in the corner of my kitchen, which gets some lovely <laughs> sunlight. It would have been beautiful, but oh well. I'll uh, just have a Hoya, which I, never dies. <laughs> I bet our listeners are thinking, no, Joe, I'll give you one. I've got a secret. I can make it work. <laughs> You're in for a lot of debates. Yes. I'm, up, I'm up for the debate. I can handle it. <laughs> yeah. What about Jen's, you, brother? Jen's maiden hair has had a, several near-death experiences. Oh, really? Yeah. It oh. just As soon as the sun come out, comes out, it sort of crinkles up and does its best to die. And, you yeah. know, we're, we're rush, rushing around. That's calling, it. getting the, the life support, the CPR. That's right. That's and right. It trims general cutback, you know, 90% yeah. of it, and yeah. then it'll just come back to life. But yeah. um, The things I've done to resurrect these things, <laughs> some people swear by burning them. So I burnt one at one point, really? <laughs> like a burn back. That really didn't work. That really, that was a yes. kiss. <laughs> go, go to Joe's house and be set on fire. That's the <laughs> invitation to maidenhair plants. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what's been happening for you, mate? <laughs> uh, I had a lovely surprise last night at uh, our growth group, um, the, my men's growth group last night. Um, out of the blue, totally unannounced, uh, one of our uni church growth groups 
uh, turned up on our driveway in caroling costume no. and with a guitar uh, and sang us, um, sang the whole growth group, Joy <laughs> to the World. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, so one of the girls, Hannah, was the star of the Christmas story and had like a beehive hair, haircut with a pointy top and as the, <laughs> there's the star and the yellow, dressed in yellow and there were sheep and shepherds and an angel and oh, goodness. Uh, Ben was playing the guitar dressed as one of the shepherds and they were very businesslike about it. You know, they were like, we're here to sing carols. They lined up in three rows uh, with the sheep down the, down the front. They sang the carol, we gave them a round of applause and then they just dashed off. Uh, to the next house, I think. Um, but it, you know, it it came at a really good time. I was, uh, my mood was a bit low for for one or two reasons. And yeah. um, these uh, these guys came and sang of the joy of uh, the incarnation of Jesus. And yeah. um, so uh, that was a real lift to me and my growth group. And so, uh, yeah, Goodness. that is hilarious. <laughs> it is. This group is yeah. known for its love of dressing up. I think they, this is, this is yeah. at least a third, maybe fourth time they've had a significant dress-up moment. So. Wow. That, that sounds like more fun than I could handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, oh, uh, I, I love it. I love oh, it about our, um, our groups. Usually you, I, mean, I don't hear about that so often in our older age groups, but, um, yeah, lovely fun there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. And what have you been reading in the Bible? Well, I've been reading through Ezekiel. It's been a while since I've read Ezekiel, and it's a big challenge. It's quite a lot of chapters and mm. quite heavy. Mm. Um, but I've come to the famous passage in Ezekiel 36 oh. about um, a heart of stone and a heart of flesh, mm. uh, which I, I love. And it's funny, sometimes when you're reading a book cover to cover and you come across a famous passage, you're like, oh, wow, we're here suddenly, uh, <laughs> you know. You, you know, you've been been working through uh, judgments and prophecies and then mm. boom, here's this one. So it's Ezekiel 36, verse 24, um, the, uh, is where it says, God says, For I will take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Mm. Uh, and the paragraph goes on. But uh, just a wonderful passage there because mm. I think um, the problem with Israel's history uh, is that warnings and discipline and punishment uh, have have just not transformed the people. Um, the sin, the cycle just continues or gets worse. And so what's happening here is a radical movement of God. Um, sprinkling, cleansing, uh, purity, um, and a, a heart transplant, really. Yeah, taking out the heart of stone with its ongoing stubbornness, hostility to God, rebellion, and giving... Um, giving his people a heart of flesh, a soft heart, obedient to God's word, uh, alongside this, that the spirit, uh, being given the spirit, and um, the potential for transformation being a, like a, a God, a work of God there. So mm. Mm. Uh, I read that. Uh, I loved it. Um, it spurred me on to prayer 
So mm. I, I prayed that I would be walking in step with the Spirit, um, putting to death the old self with the old heart of stone and mm. living, walking with the Spirit uh, in accordance with uh, my new heart, mm. um, heart of flesh. And um, yeah, and uh, that's good. Mm. I was reading verse 27. So I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. And isn't that just such a mercy from God? I was feeling thankful for that as we were, you were talking, that that we would be moved to bring God glory with obedience, mm. that he would do that work in us. Um, because left to our own devices, we just, you know, that classic phrase, we're prone to wonder, we're prone to sinfulness. Yeah, And I'm so relieved it's one of the great gifts of the Christian life, isn't it? That God changes us and saves us, but yeah. also that he's daily causing us to be obeying him. And, mm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, great comfort and encouragement there yeah. and uh, spurring on to, to change. Mm. Uh, when it says, um, move you to follow my decrees and careful to keep my laws, mm. it's quite an expansive phrase as in move you to follow every, like all my words or is it quite specifically the 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 mosaic law? Do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think on um, this one be pretty expansive. Yeah, um, that's the, my reading of it. Yeah, and the prophets, the prophets, uh, the, uh, are really calling people back to obedience on the law, mm. and uh, mm. the psalms kind of expand, flow out of the mm. law. So mm. yeah, I'm happy to take this pretty expansively. So um, yeah, that's my Bible reading. And I can recommend uh, reading long books like Ezekiel yes. <laughs> front to back. And yeah. uh, that's why when you come across passages like this, they really do, the, the, they shine mm. like jewels, you know, because mm. you've had the context of mm. um, the whole book. Mm. And so, um, yep, mm. really good. Random question. Yeah. Um, when you're reading, do you have like a notebook where you write down thoughts or are you sitting there just thinking like what's your what do you usually do as you're reading and oh, as you're yeah. reflecting right now because uh, I imagine some people they would want to take notes but what do you do yeah uh, I don't take any notes um, I don't do anything at all um, I it's part of the um, atomic habits habit forming kind of thing I don't want to I want to make the habit of bible reading as easy to fall into as possible mm. so it's as easy as just sitting into a chair reaching for a book mm. um and that has helped ensure, I think, a regular Bible reading habit. Mm. Um, I certainly yeah, do have times of studying the Bible and taking notes. And mm. for anyone who, um, yeah, whose uh, Bible reading experience benefits from that, I mm. totally encourage them. And uh, mm. I think that's excellent. But, uh, yeah, for me, to be honest, it's it's read, think of one or two things to apply or pray for and, and pray on the spot for those things. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Do you have I've, a uh, note-taking or highlighting uh, habit? I just highlight too? as I because I often will read and listen at the same time as a way mm -hmm. to help me focus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll highlight a favourite you know, passage as a way to draw my mind to the fact that it is an interesting thing. Or sometimes yeah. I'll just write in the margin, whoa, or I don't understand or something like that as a way to try <laughs> and get because I can – my my mind can go to my to-do list quite quickly and so it's my way yeah. of keeping keep me on it. But yeah, yeah, I do like what you're saying there though of not having anything that is added to the reading of the Bible so mm. that, that that inhibits you actually reading the Bible. So yeah, yeah I like that. 
Mm. I, I do love, I, now and again, I glance and see people's Bibles. And sometimes, have you ever seen those Bibles that are like just chock full of highlighting? Maybe it's... <laughs> it's, it's more 60, highlighted than not. <laughs> 60% highlighter, 40% not highlighted. Yeah, yeah. And usually, like nine times out of 10, the person carrying that Bible is a godly, mature, yeah. serving Christian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <sighs> uh, but uh, yeah, what are you uh, reading, thinking about at the moment, Joe? Well, I was... I was going to share on something else but i decided to share on what we did this morning which is deep dive mm-hmm. um call it um, deep dive because you and i um i think we've talked about it briefly on the podcast before but we we talked with greg a while ago about our staff team continuing to grow in our um deep and rich theological thinking and mm. getting into that kind of mode semi-regularly to help each other grow and keep spurring each other onto maturity um and today we had it, so we met, we met at Dave Moore's house, and um, there was coffee, and there was some pistachios, which surprisingly no one ate. I was, I was <laughs> perplexed by that because they're, you know, the yes. king of the king of all nuts. Well, that's anyway. a tangent we could go down to. <laughs> but, um, yeah, say say the course. But uh, yeah, we've we read a passage, an article on John thirteen, which mm-hmm. is um, Jesus washing um, the disciples' feet, and I really appreciate it. I started rereading it afterwards but didn't get a chance to read the whole Mm. um but one thing i appreciated was um in the the discussion of the significance of jesus as a leader in this moment of washing the disciples feet in john 13 reflecting on how simon peter um he he needed to accept jesus washing of him and that that's actually a posture we we need to have when it comes to jesus Mm. so i'll just read the passage because i just went back and reread john 13 um so jesus comes to simon peter this is from verse 6 who said to him lord are you going to wash my feet jesus replied you do not realize now what i'm going to do but later you will understand no said peter we shall never you shall never wash my feet jesus answered unless i wash you you have no part with me then lord simon peter replied not just my feet but my hands and my head as well Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew that he was, who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. Anyway, he continues on. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the key um, reflections or application points from the article um, from that we were reading about John 13 was that we need to receive um, Jesus' cleansing as leaders. We first are recipients of Jesus' cleansing yeah. Um, before we are sharing that with others, that that's the great news of the gospel that we have been cleansed, and um, I just felt really thankful for that reminder, and mm. it made me think, oh, that's right. Whenever I'm interacting as a leader in any circum- set, you know, setting in church, um, I'm first one who has been shown mercy, not one who is holding out God's mercy to others. Mm. Uh, yeah. So uh, really, it just such a striking point i'm very thankful for our discussion and for greg was leading the discussion from the, the article so yeah i think yeah that's so important what you're saying there joe um mm. and it's a real uh big theme in um the christian life uh and any aspect of christian service mm. yeah is to yeah ensure that um you're we are looking after our own relationship with god mm. um first mm. Mm. and um yeah like you say receiving the cleansing of Jesus, the washing of Jesus. Mm. Um, I think Spurgeon talks about this in his, he's got a book or a he? series of lectures called um, Lectures to My Students. Mm-hmm. And the first one or two is on this theme. And there's some phrase, I, I could be wrong, but something like just 
be, beware lest um, you uh, in preaching the gospel to others fail to receive it yourself. Mm. Um, so, uh, mm. yeah, I, it's a it's a common trap, and we need reminding of it all the time. And John yeah. thirteen is per- perfect for that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know about you, but in that moment where we were discussing the the article, my heart was thinking, I was thinking in my head and my heart, this is why we're doing deep dive. This is why we're doing <laughs> together so that we can grow together, um, not only in our knowledge of God, but in the application of that knowledge to our hearts. And, um, you know, it's been useful <laughs> after mm-hmm. a year of doing it, of every couple of, um, of every month and a half or so. Yeah. So I was, felt thankful to God that, that that's, that's happened. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, we better finish up. But mm. um, just before we go, I um, thought I'd mention a, uh, listened to a great podcast recently f- from Ooh. The One Thing, which is our um, one of our partner podcasts at the um, Reach Australia. And uh, on it, our colleague Dave Moore um, is chatting about digital church and some of the issues around there um, oh, along, yeah, alongside um, Andrew Mitchell, I think, uh, another friend of ours um, down at uh, EV Church. So mm. if you're looking for um, some good thinking and ideas about digital church and digital mm. ministry i can recommend mm. that mm. but um otherwise yeah it's been great to chat uh maiden hair ferns <laughs> christmas carols yeah. the heart of stone the heart of flesh yeah, and receiving god's forgiveness of, and cleansing yeah. of jesus and we're on the downhill slope to christmas richard <laughs> about our summer reading plans Ooh, that's true summer yeah. reading other, plans other people can email us their summer reading plans i reckon yeah. if they wanted to that was an idea i had Great idea. Love it. Anyway, nice to talk to you. I'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.